that process of having to overcome will probably look different for different things. But the thing that I would say I've observed with time is that the more we push past the fear, the easier it gets to continue to push past the fear of starting. Yeah. That first time is the scariest time. Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Ndebo. And we want to welcome you to Define Define Self Self. Podcast. Did you try to repeat that with me? I did. That was nice. (laughs) 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 So how many times have you thought of starting that business, jumping careers and studying a new career, uh, moving countries to go study abroad? Like how many times have you thought of moving out of your comfort zone and doing something you haven't done before but you've hesitated in this uh, recording we actually going to be talking about defying the fear of starting but something that i can relate to and i believe that that's something that a lot of us can relate to so thank you for joining us so what so you thought of this um topic like what and where were you like what was going through your mind when you said hey we need to talk about this I just thought, wow, man, what a great topic. What, you know, this would be to just talk about defying the fear of starting. Some, that's something that I can so relate to because there's been so many incidences when, you know, I've been at uh, the, the cusp of studying something or I've had like some great ideas. But then just the thought of putting myself out there and starting, you know, has been so terrifying that in some cases I don't start at all or in other cases I start, but it's not really like, you know, I ha- I don't like let myself fully, Im- like I don't fully immerse myself in the thing because I'm too scared, right? That, wow, what, what if I like fully immerse myself? Because full, full immersion sometimes means exposing yourself to the world, so to speak. Um, so sometimes it's easy to kind of like do it mildly and not fully because again, the fear of starting, the fear of just diving in fully. So I just thought, I'm pretty sure we're not the only people. And of course we're not, because I would have had conversations with, you know, some of my friends lately where, you know, for different reasons, they've also been sitting on dreams and ideas. Um, And one specific friend of ours who said, hey, I actually want to come and chat to you and Eddie, because you guys seem to have, you know, you sort of like seem to have learn to push past your discomforts to do stuff. Um, you know, and I just, you know, so thinking of her question and just reflecting on my own journey, I'm like, this would be such a wonderful topic because I think other people can relate to it. Yeah. And I think that I, I agree with you. I think that one of the consistent things happening in our lives, if you were to look from the outside, it looks as if we're constantly starting something new, you know, oh, look at them. They've just, they're building furniture now. They're starting, you know, leaving their jobs. They're um, doing you know, farming, starting farming. And the issue, you know, from the outside, it, it would seem like there's some kind of skill or talent to yeah. starting, right? And I think that's the temptation. Good. Like, what's nope. the skill and talent mm-hmm. that I need to learn so I can start the thing that's in my heart? And so I think this is a great topic for us to discuss yeah. because we get a chance to tell you what's behind the curtains. Yeah. And to really kind of expose, like, what is this thing really about? Why mm-hmm. are we starting and all these things? And why are we doing it so frequently? Yeah. I mean, I would say right off the bat that there is no skill and talent. 
Yeah, of course. You know, not yeah. even mm-hmm. in the sense of, you know, trying to dress ourselves down, but I think just talking, just basically addressing the, how are you able to, to start, like addressing that, you know? So I'm not like talking about, well, Eddie has a skill to do therapy. I'm not talking about that because you do have a skill, but I'm just talking about the the ability to push past the fear and to start. There is no skill. It's a continuous process, right? And I mean, I look forward to us kind of like, you know, drawing on some of the examples that would have walked through in our journey. And because I think it looks different, right? Like the, 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 that, that process of having to overcome will probably look different for different things. But the thing that I would say I've observed with time is that the more we push past the fear, the easier it gets to continue to push past the fear of starting. Yeah. That first time is the scariest time. Because right now I think of what it took for us to take our furniture business on Etsy. That took a while and it was pretty scary. And we gave ourselves a lot of excuses until we had to confront those excuses and say, stop this. All right. Um, so now with us being in a space where you are self-employed, I just find that some of these conversations become very short, you know. So because, you know, for example, the furniture business, the conversation of, let's say, maybe taken months because some things have literally taken months mm-hmm. for us to move from. Oh, let's do this to us doing it. But right now, because we're just like we're learning more and more to push past the hesitation, I find that instead of the conversation taking months, it can take a week. It can take a couple of days. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, I think um, I love to start somewhere. You know, this conversation, and I think I think a good place to start, which is usually what everybody has when they're listening to a conversation or interested in a conversation like this, which is um, why, you know, like I, I have something in my heart. I have an idea or maybe I don't have an idea, but I just have the internal drive that I need to put my hands on something. I need to do something. Right. So I think this would be a good spot to insert uh, the question from, from, uh, from text. Okay. Uh, and so just to give you guys some background, we are now inviting our listeners to participate in this discussion. So we are now, um, uh, giving you guys the, um, the, the way to leave a voicemail with us, uh, so that we can just kind of field, answer questions and, and engage you more, um, while you also engage the show in an active way for you. So let's go ahead and listen to Texas message and then let's, let's answer it for him. All right. I'm really curious in um, what was your guys' inspiration in even starting this podcast? Like, uh, where did it stem from? And what was the planning process behind really getting this off the ground? Cool. Thanks, Tex. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great question. Do you want to go ahead and answer the first part? So I've heard two things. What is the inspiration in starting the podcast? And then what is the planning process? Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, well, the one of the core um, truths about Ntibo and I is this internal drive um, to empower people. Um, we have a very strong emphasis on empowering young people. Uh, and that is something that was kind of created in our hearts even before we met each other. 
mm-hmm. know, we we both individually in our lives were building um, this this awareness and this need uh, to reach back out and to, to empower people. Um, uh, so that that definitely is a core identity for us, right? And I, and I think this podcast comes out of that effort. Um, and I think I, I'll also say that every other initiative that we've done, furniture building wasn't just it wasn't just about us building furniture, but it was about us learning the plan so we can pass it on, you know, and and empower other people to do that. Blogging, other things that we've put our hands on and tried. um, All of that had that, that internal background of, well, how do we also make this accessible, you know, for people that, that also need it. So I think that was a pretty important thing for us. Yeah, uh, that's definitely true. Um, Just having a heart for other people. Uh, and I mean, of course, that heart, I think, would be expressed in different ways for, for different folks. But I think for us, like you're saying, that that's probably like one of the biggest drivers where I would be doing something. But in my mind, I'm already imagining that, OK, well, I want to learn this. But honestly, it's not just me wanting to learn to build furniture. But I am literally thinking that, man, I'm thinking of South Africa and I'm thinking of the high rates of unemployment. And I'm thinking how cool it would be for us to take something, you know, a skill like this and find a way to empower, you know, to get those young people off the streets and get teach them how to build furniture. And also teach them, but with the hope that they can even surpass us. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not necessarily like an expert furniture maker, but I want to just give you the, you know, the the the, the insight into what you yourself can do, and then you can take it from there. Because perhaps you are even more passionate about furniture building than than I am. Um, and right now we have a, a friend of ours who is building furniture with us, and for us it's just it's it's like um, part of our dream coming true. Yeah, because she's one of those very hands-on people. Um, and you know, she was, she wasn't working. So we thought, man, how great would it be? Come over, let's show you. And she's a perfectionist. So she does some things even better than Eddie and I do, but there's just something so joyful about, about that for us. And that is literally one of our biggest motivators. It's just like one of those burdens I can say that we carry inside of our hearts Mm -hmm. and that's a driver. So the question of what inspired you to start the podcast, and I've said this, if I had a choice, I would not be sitting here and talking and blasting myself publicly. Yeah, sure. Like that's, you, you know, that's not, mm-hmm. um, I'm the kind of person who loves, you know, private one-on-one conversations. But I think what it was is that I had to look past myself and think that, hey, if you believe you called to, to, to somehow contribute and empower other people. There are different platforms to do it, and this is one of those platforms. So in, in, in our case, and I think with the podcast, we, we carry it inside of our hearts and imagine some of the families that Eddie works with. You know, different families with different challenges, you know, challenges in raising kids, challenges in family relationships and marriage relationships and all kinds of things. And just challenges personally, right? Because, you know, we've all, you, we all come from different backgrounds and we have different things to deal with. So with the podcast, that was also the hard that how can we contribute to the process of what Eddie does already? Because, you know, right now he's self-employed. He has an opportunity to delve in and do some of those um, outreaches in helping, you know, families in a different way to what he was doing. So the podcast is like a contribution to that. Hey, let me take a quick 
quick second and tell you about an initiative that both Ntibwa and I are excited about, mainly because it's one of our initiatives that we're developing. And I'm talking about Anchor Point Family Counseling, which is a private practice that I own and run in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where we serve individuals, couples, and families. And a part of our passion is to help families get through their toughest moments. So I want you to feel free to visit us at apfamilycounseling.com and learn more about the online and community initiatives that we're creating to empower families and individuals all over the world. So I'm not going to hold this up any longer. Let's get right back into the podcast. So then the second question is, um, more or less the question of how do we get started, you know, uh, which, which again, I find extremely interesting because we were already having conversations about doing this podcast before Texas message. And so it's so clear to me that this is, this is a core, core need. Um, uh, and, and, uh, you know, what I mean by that is, is, uh, people are really, really wanting to know how to put themselves around the things that Mm -hmm. they feel that they, they, are driven to do and to become. Yeah. Um, so I think there'd be a lot of value in talking about that for us. Um, so the question is, what was the preparation, you know, behind this podcast and what we do? Yeah. And I feel like the question behind that is, is it okay to start in ignorance? Yeah. You know? So then let me answer this question for the podcast. Like, what was the preparation? One of the common examples that I've seen in everything that we started is that we really often start in ignorance. It's almost like we just don't yeah. know what we don't know. So I was sitting down before we did this podcast and looking at purchasing a $600 course that would take me through, you know, a six-month progress process to, to start the podcast. And and so that would mean, uh, you know, we would have launched this podcast sometime in March, you know, this year okay. if I if I did this program. And then I had the option. I saw something, some YouTube video uh, um, about how to start a podcast and they recommended, uh, microphones. And, you know, I think for me, it was just like, let me just order something and make it happen. And the issue, the thing that continues to shock me about our starting is your responses. Right. So my eventual responses. Y- yeah. No, look, I mean, I was like, yo, I think I'm gonna order some microphones. You're like, yeah, make it happen. Just yeah. order it. That, that, which is true. But remember that the conversation didn't start then. You would have spoken about a podcast, I'm sure, like a year ago. Yeah, well. Uh-huh. Right? You would have spoke. And then at the time, I was like, oh, no. Mm-mm. When you initially brought up the idea, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. But, oh, God. I, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, again, like I had a fear of putting myself on like a public platform like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and having to talk. I thought the idea was really great. And, again, because, you know, my heart is you know again to distribute is like if i've learned something yeah I, i'd love to know that somebody else can benefit from it but i think at the time even that desire did not overcome my hesitancy about starting so there would have been like a process that i would have walked through to arrive at a place where I was like oh yeah no what are we waiting for yeah go ahead buy buy the headphones and i think that's something we got to talk about because that that was yeah. an issue of timing even then when i was talking about podcasting i was just dreaming and dreaming is free mm-hmm. right so so i can come up with ideas and business ideas all day but you know and th- this is what it usually looks like for me i'll come up with 10 business ideas in a day and really only touch half of one and know mm-hmm. that you know that's actually the thing i need to be doing is that one piece 
you know, and then I need to carry that into the next week. But yeah, I think we both knew that there was a timing issue that happened where we just walked into a certain phase of our lives, a phase of our experiences, right? And then it said, hey, yes, we need to step out and start taking risk. We need to step out and start speaking, right? Because that was a big lesson in our lives at that time. We need to start speaking to people and and making ourselves available so that our life can, our life and our experiences and journey can give life to others. Yeah. And, and that key trigger, like just let both of us know it's time. So while I was still kind of in my research time, I had the option to sit down and keep researching and keep digging or just to make it happen. And I think um, we just decided to jump out there and make it happen. I collected what bits and pieces of information that was out there mm-hmm. um, and, and put it together. And I think, I think one of the key things to understand as well is that just who we are produces the quality of what we produce as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm leaning on just like, just who I am. And I think, yeah. you know, I, I had to understand in starting that the issue wasn't about, you know, how people will like it or how people yes. will adjust to it. The issue for me in starting was, was me, you know, starting was about me. It was yeah. not about anyone else. Yes. You know, um, so that's that, a that's a critical point. issue. And yeah. starting, starting, you always start in ignorance. Mm-hmm. You always start without knowing what you don't know. You are never ready. You're never you start. ready. Like in a sense, you know, you are never ready in a sense that you don't really have the skills, all the skills mm-hmm. at the present moment that right. you need. Right. Which we didn't have because right. when we started and we said, oh, yeah, just buy the headphones. Mm-hmm. You know, from recording our first podcast, we realized that, oh, whoops, all right. So things aren't sounding great. All right. So what do we need to make right. sure that we can balance right. out the sound? Okay, sound is balanced, but um, something is missing. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to find music. You know, we need to find that. Oh, they were going to stop touching the table when we yeah. talking because, right. you know, right. yeah, so <laughs> the sound. So, you know, at the point of starting, you're right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's so, so the thing that's critical is to also get over that. And it's like, don't seek perfection right. before you start. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lesson we learned. I, the the one again. point that I remember that lesson being learned very vividly was when we put up our Etsy yeah, store. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to go back to as well. Yeah, That was when I learned, like... Don't wait for perfection to start. Correct. Because when we started our furniture store on on Etsy, we had, you know, I'd taken pictures of like the tables we'd have made. And, you know, we'd been researching and just trying to understand how the, 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 so it's what Etsy is for those who don't know. It's a, it's an online marketplace um, that is specifically built for handmade. So for craft, for crafts, handmade goods. Um, so it's a platform that brings, you know, people like ourselves and many other people with different skills and, um, you know, different talents to, to be able to, it's, it's like an Amazon, but for handmade, um, things. So in any case, so one, we spend time learning how the platform works, understanding how we need to create posts, the shipping, like there was so much to figure out, right? right? But I just remember there was a time when we were like, man, and again, you go online, right? And you see what other people have. People's pictures are just looking so professional, you know? Nice, light. And then we look at our pictures, we're like, man, these pictures really suck. Mm -hmm. But we're like, we we are putting these things up. Mm -hmm. We are not about to not start because 
there is a lack of perfection. It's like, yeah, we're putting these pictures up and we ourselves are not happy with the quality of the pictures. But we understood that at the time, what was most important was to go ahead and start. Right. Even though we knew that things were not where they needed to be, we needed to start. That was mm-hmm. an important thing. And we said to ourselves that let's start. And what we are going to do is that once we start, because that's the big thing, that's like the big bullet, right? Once we start, because that's the biggest fear for us. Once we overcome that, then we, we felt like as time goes, we'll have the opportunity to improve our storefront, right, on Etsy. But it was very important to not let the need for perfection start us, I mean, stop us from starting. Right. And that's the issue. And I think oftentimes you have two options when you're starting. You can, you can prepare to no end. Right. But what you do in your preparation is one, you start to run out of your passion, your motivation. You start to run out of time. Right. Because you're you're put trying to put so many things together and trying to make sure it looks a certain way. Look, I think I think the key thing is that you will get there. But but understand the first parts of starting has more to do with you than it has to do with those that will consume what you're producing. Like you have to now go on a journey to prove something to yourself. Right. To, to prove something that I can be consistent with this one thing. Right. Um, uh, and, and I can defy this internal things that says I'm not enough yeah. or what I have is not good enough or nobody's going to watch what I what I'm yeah. doing. So so it's trust me, the first phase of this thing is, is never about you. It's I mean, it's never about them. Yeah. It's always about you. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the, another critical thing that you you spoke about in. Just the internal conversation you have to have with yourself to help you defy the fear of starting and to start is, again, right, because if you're selling a product, just as much as we're saying that, yes, it is about you, but I think when you're selling a product, you are thinking of the people, your customers, your clients, and you are almost anticipating their response or lack thereof. And that's one of those things that can feed into the fear, right? So... As an example, oh, okay, we're going to start a podcast. So one of the questions that I came to Eddie with, I'm like, okay, that's fine. So what happens if you start this podcast and you have no no listeners? Mm-hmm. Right? What's going to happen? So what's going to happen when you start that business and for, let's just say, for three months, you, there's no clients? What's going to happen? And it was very important to ask that question. Right? Um, and to ask that question just so that you can clarify for yourself what the motives of doing what you're doing are. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, you know, I'm, I'm making shoes and I'm making shoes because, yes, I want people to, to sell. I mean, sorry, to buy my shoes. So for sure, you know, the people are important in the process. But I think the thing that's important, though, is that, well, but still, what is the reason you are doing what you are doing? Is it just completely about the people? Because when their interest wanes and, you know, like as the, the, the interest changes, is that going to shift you from what you believe you are called to do, mm-hmm. right? Is that going to shift you? And that's very important because I think if we think of some of like the most successful businesses today, it's not like when they started. I mean, like, um, so one book that we read with uh, my book club is Shoe Dog, written by Phil, 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 Phil Mc, is it McKnight or Phil? Yeah, it's McKnight, right? Yeah, I think Phil so. Phil McKnight, mm-hmm. um, the founder of Nike. Of Nike, yeah. And his story is incredible because Nike is like one of the most popular and powerful companies we know today. But that's not how these guys started. For like a while, they literally had to 
run on conviction because they you know their shoe sales would have not necessarily been as successful as, as what we are seeing today right so it's like you have to ask yourself and you have to confront the the the, the, the fear which is what if it's not successful from the start what if i don't get the kind of response that i get because you have to make sure that your intentions and your conviction about doing what you're doing are the right ones Mm-hmm. And they're not going to just shift because things are going to get difficult. So for the podcast, that's important. That why are we doing this? So if there's right. not going to be listeners, are we going to continue recording? Or are we going to stop recording? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Right, that was important. And we said, yes, we are going to continue recording because we believe that, um, you know, it's a resource. that, And like, like Eddie's saying, it's about us too. Because me doing the podcast is very much me trying to push myself and challenge myself and to make sure that I grow. And then in the process of me trying to do that, then yes, I do hope that other people can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this thing where, you know, ultimately regardless of, it was almost like everything that we have created, we've had to resolve to a place where, listen, we're going to keep pressing this button, even if it creates no results. We're, we're, we're continuing to press this button until we receive some type of divine directive that came from the same place that moved us to start Mm -hmm. that tells us to stop. Yeah. You know, like that's the same, that's the thing that, that switched the, the, that switched us on. And that's the only thing that could switch us off. Yeah. You know? Um, so, so I think, I think that's a key thing for us where it's like, it doesn't matter discovered or not seen, heard, bought, whatever. It's like, we're here, we're going to do this because it's scripted into who we are. Hey, I want to thank you for listening in to this episode of Defying Self Podcast. Hey, let me give you a heads up of what's coming up. We will be interviewing different people that have started something big and something new for their lives. Um, next week, I'll, we'll be starting with my story and lessons that I learned in starting up my private practice. So tune in and uh, listen in for the principles there. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.